Hey, beautiful mama. Welcome back to the Meant to Bloom podcast. I am currently battling the sickies in our house. Someone got a cold. Um, it's the three-year-old, and he decided to drink off everyone's cup and cough in everyone's face. So at least three out of five of us are now contaminated and sick. It's fun. Um, <laughs> but it brought up a topic that I want to talk about right now, and it is that moms get to have a sick day too. I am so sick of this. I'm just so sick of the narrative that moms don't get to be sick because, you know, you have to carry the weight of the whole house. You're the one holding it all together. You're the one who does everything for everyone. And I'm really sick of that being the case, that moms can't get sick and have everyone else in the house step up for them for once. Because on a daily basis, you're the one running the show and you're the one doing like the most. I'm really tired of just this, this belief that it can't be flipped, that everyone can't help you heal. And I get it that sometimes there's times like right now where I'm not the only one who's sick. I'm not like on my bed sick. I'm just a little bit sick. Um, enough to invoke these feelings of remembering times where I have been sick enough that like I couldn't get off the couch. Um, and it's really tough when, you know, your spouse, your, your male counterpart, your husband or whoever else, you know, maybe you're a single mom even, and you don't, you're always the only one in the house. Um, I know it can be tough, but it's like, you know, when the other head of house is at work all day, they can't take a day off to take care of you. And then you have kids who are also sick on top of it. But I think we can just look at it different and be like, I'm having a sick day with my kids. Like, yes, I'm the one who has to get up and heat up soup. Um, But still, like, why can't we look at it differently? Why can't it be different? Um, I'm just tired of, like, the idea that we're still powering through being sick so often with this idea that we're not allowed to rest and heal and feel better. I'm tired of that feeling of guilt when you physically can't get off the couch and you're feeling guilty for not doing more. When like, if you look at yourself on a cellular molecular type level of what's going on inside your body when you are sick, like your cells are fighting. Like those white blood cells are fighting. Your immune system is working. It is in hyperdrive. You're doing a lot. It's just not conscious um, things you're doing. It's your body, which is why you feel exhausted when you're sick. Because there's like this literal war happening inside your body on a cellular level. Um, You know, all that mucus is working to clear out the gunk. Uh, The fevers happen to kill off the germs that don't belong there. Like, This is a battlefield in your molecules or wherever it happens, in your blood cells, your bloodstream. Um, I'm not a scientist. Don't take my word on all of it. I learned most of how we handle sickness from Osmosis Jones. Um, But no, like I I have a little understanding of how it works, (laughs) like a fifth grade understanding. Um, Anyways, you are working really hard to heal. And then on top of it, if you're taking on all those mama, like, responsibilities, trying to carry on like it's a normal day. It's rough. Have you ever like, like I used to have a job where I was a supervisor and I was in charge of a full department 
And if I went on vacation, I would go and get the rest I needed. And then as soon as I came back, it's like everything had fallen apart while I was gone. And I have to work double time in order to get back to where things were when I left. And by the end of the first week back, I need another vacation because I'm exhausted. I'm burnt out. I'm worn out. I did too much work too fast because, you know, the the standard wasn't carried on when I was gone. And I am really sick of feeling like that when I have a sick day at home. And there are some things I've done that have really, really helped to uh, to not be in that place anymore. And I really want to share those because for the longest time, it didn't occur to me. I didn't know that it could be any different. And that's what this podcast is all about. It's it's sparking the conversations and it's getting your brain going to think about the things you haven't thought about. Let's get out of autopilot. Let's quit living the way we've been living and, you know, create better systems so that we can get sick and it's okay even if no one else in the house is available or able or willing to step up and take your place, right? Because I mean, I've been sick where my husband had to go to work and my kids were all too small to do anything for themselves. All right, now I've got three, five, and seven and they could take care of themselves pretty well if they have to. Um, like they just need to supervise, but they can make their own sandwich. They can, you know, they clean up after themselves a lot and they need some motivation and some, some guidance and whatnot, but it's like, they don't need me every 10 minutes to do something for them, whether it's changing a diaper or, you know, feeding them. Like I don't have to do 100% of everything anymore like I used to. And that is definitely a big relief because they can actually help me through my sickness. Like my three-year-old, if I'm sick on the couch, he will go refill my water cup for me. And he'll even add ice to it because he's such a little prince. It just, it tickles me. It's so sweet um, that he will add ice to my water because he doesn't put ice in his own water. That's why it's so, so sweet to me. Um, But it's the little things, the little things I love to to think about and focus on. So whether we're talking about um, getting hit with the cold bug or navigating life with a chronic illness or battling for your sanity against mental illnesses, um, you, as mama, you get to have a sick day too. You really do. And you are allowed to be sick and you're allowed to take it easy and you're allowed to do nothing when you need that time to rest. We do not have to hold on to guilt over not doing enough. That's actually a trauma response that has come to my attention. That's a trauma response, and I'm not qualified or educated enough to speak on that exactly, but I do know that feeling guilt for not doing enough, like if you're resting and someone walks in the room and suddenly you feel guilty about it, apparently that's a trauma response. I'd like to learn more about that. Um, But anyways, let's talk about how you can make that downtime easier on you. Um, because recovery doesn't need to feel like it's an uphill battle. It really doesn't. So let's throw out your current limiting beliefs about motherhood being a martyrdom. Um, mama, just because you are capable of doing it all and just because like you carry that load because you're a rock star and you're good at it doesn't mean that you have to feel guilty when you set it down. Okay. We're the default parents. We're carrying the mental load of the family. What it is, is that we are CEOs of our home. We are the boss. We are, we are, we're living in a time where it's like your, your husband's out making money, but you're sitting here being the actual head of household. And I don't think that's exactly how it was supposed to be. I don't think we were supposed to carry the mental load. I think we were supposed to be like, um, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like, I feel like it's supposed to be more of a partnership in a different way than it has become. 
and that it maybe used to work or maybe we just didn't care about women's opinions and we said it worked. I don't know. Um, patriarchy is fun. I love our history. I don't. Um, let's not get sidetracked. <laughs> but let's throw out those current beliefs that motherhood has to be a martyrdom and that carrying that mental load has to be tough and it has to be 100% 24-7 because it doesn't. There are so many things we can do to carry that mental load and keep it structured and organized in a way that it's okay to set it down. All right. I keep um, like one of the simple, simple things that has really helped is my husband does part of the grocery shopping for me um, because he knows how tough it is to take three kids in the store. And he knows if I'm under stress and anxiety and I'm just trying to get in and out, I'm not going to look for sales and deals. So he will go and He's convinced he spends less money at the grocery store. So if I keep a running list, he will stop and get things on his way home from work. So I don't even have to leave the house. It makes things so much easier. Um, Or I can order like a grocery pickup and have him pick it up on the way home because he's already out. Uh, It's just there's so many little things that can make life a little bit easier where, you know, he does a little bit more work. And if he's convinced he's saving time and money, he's convinced he's saving money by me not um, using the gas to go across town to get groceries while he's already going to be driving by the store. Um, those types of things. Uh, I don't know exactly what's going to work for your family, but this is what works for us. We use the notes app in our iPhones and we just keep a running grocery list. Um, and we use like the little bullet points so you can check it off when you bought it. And anytime we need something, we just put it on the list. Uh, anytime I make a meal plan, I put everything on that list and we both have access to the list because we have shared it with each other. Um, cause there's a little way you can share it. And I know if you don't have Apple, there's other, there's some other apps out there that work like this. Um, I think Pixie is supposed to be something like that. I downloaded it, but then I never got into it. It's supposed to be like something where you can share different lists and boards, kind of like Pinterest, but for running your home. Um, and I'd be really interested in learning a bit more how that works and see if that could help me to structure things a little bit better. But if you have a shared space, um, electronically, where uh, your husband can get your grocery list at the same time you have it and then send him to get stuff. Um, And it does take some learning. You have to release control. You have to stop micromanaging. You have to stop being in total control over what you get because yes, sometimes he's not gonna get exactly what you plan to get. But let's be flexible. Your time is worth more than... um, controlling it. You know, like your energy is worth more. You, you staying home and healing and protecting yourself, um, getting better, doing less is it's more important than him bringing home the exact right version of something. Um, let's be flexible and adaptable and make it work with whatever, whatever they do. It takes some learning to like, give him a chance after a few times, eventually he's going to get more and more and more right. And if you focus on what he gets right instead of what he gets wrong, I promise uh, it's going to save your sanity. It's going to save your marriage. And it's going to positively reinforce the proper behavior that you want. Um, Anyways, but you as a human being, you're entitled to this time to rest. You're, You're allowed to set things down. You don't have to carry the mental load. You don't have to carry the family burdens 24 7, 100% of the time. And I guarantee if you stop viewing it as mental load and family burdens, that you're going to feel different about it. Um, 
if you start to view yourself more as the CEO, you are running this very important, you know, the business of your home, then you're going to feel a lot better about it. Like you need to get on board with the idea that you're a rock star. Um, you're not a pack mule. Like you don't just carry the mental load. You are, you're the decision maker. You're the one calling the shots. Um, it's a good thing. It's an exciting thing. It's a great place to be, but you get a day off. You get to take vacation. You do like, oh my gosh, if you've never taken a three-day weekend away from your family, do it. You need it. Even if it's like a staycation just in town, um, I'd go at least a town over. So it's not that convenient for them to reach out to you um, if they need something. And I'm putting need in air quotes because they probably won't need anything. Um, but that's one of the best things I did last year was I went on three separate vacations away from the home. One, I went with my husband and two, I went by myself to go have girl time at a couple of women's conferences. Um, and it was fantastic. It was difficult the first couple nights. Like it was hard sleeping alone. Um, but it was, it was really good. It was good for my family to have time where they got to step up and like do the things I normally do. Um, and honestly, everyone benefits if you release that control and quit micromanaging your family and micromanaging your home and you let them have a bit of control as well. So there are some ways that you can make it easier to take a day off. And let me share those little tips with you here. So what has really, really helped me to be able to take a day off without feeling like I'm going to get behind and getting just this panic that nothing will get done um, and that the house is going to be completely destroyed. There's a couple of things that have really, really helped and benefited. And it means putting in a little bit of muscle work ahead of time so that when things start to fall apart and get really chaotic or you get sick or, you know, you need that downtime, that rest time, you need to go on vacation, whatever, you're pretty prepared for it. Like things are set up correctly. It's kind of like filling your gas tank so you know you can go on a trip without running out of gas. Um, that kind of thing. So in order to keep my tank full, um, one is to do a declutter of the house. And it doesn't have to be a full declutter. I don't think that every single cabinet needs to be totally decluttered and cleaned out, but there's a few areas that hitting has totally changed things and made things way, way better and easier on me. And some of that is having my bathrooms like cleared. Um, so I keep the the countertops cleared in the bathrooms and in the kitchen. It's a good idea to keep your counter cleared in the kitchen. Um, dining table. Any of your clutter catch-alls that are just surfaces that are covered in clutter a lot, keep those clear. Just don't have the extra stuff out so that when the day-to-day -day messes get made, it's really easy for your family to see where the mess is because there's not usually a mess there. Um, that type of stuff. Like a lot of it is when we put too much decor on like a entryway table and it's like, you could just have it clear, have like one vase of flowers in the middle, have one lamp, um, you know, a basket for keys and things, uh, that type of stuff. But keeping clutter under control, super helpful. I don't think you need to go hit your closet and clutter free that, um, unless you're having struggles with getting dressed in the morning, then it's a good idea. But for the sake of being prepared to have a day off, if these areas get cleared, if you don't have too many dishes, like I keep two cups per kid and they're all color-coded cups. 
so that they're not pulling out five cups a day each. Um, because they will, we know that, right? Uh, if it's their family, will use it. So limiting things like that. So that you only have like two cups per people, two dishes per person. Um, that has been a game changer because we used to have three different sets of dishware in our cabinet. And when I cleared that out and I was like, okay, two per person, that's it. Same with towels, two per person. Um, it's really minimized the mess. Speaking of minimizing mess, toy library. This has been a huge game changer. This has saved my sanity. So my kids each have like a plastic tote in their closets that they're allowed to keep their toys in. And all their toys basically have to fit in that tub. Um, and this is things like their, their bigger like action figures and special toys that they've received. They each have like a special little like pencil box that's their treasure box. Um, or a, like a lunch, like a metal lunch box type deal. Uh, they all have a different thing for it. But they all have a little treasure box, and that's where they keep all their tiny little dumb toys that they don't want thrown away. And then everything else, like, stays they, – they can put it all in that box. Um, and these are usually toys that I don't want them to bring out of their bedroom. They do sometimes make it out of their bedroom, but, like, they have a home, and it's inside that box, and it fits in that box. Uh, they don't have big toy displays all over their room. They don't have a toy room. They have one little train table – um, that has room for storage inside of it that stays in the living room. And basically like the idea is every single night you clean up all your toys and I want them off the floor so that I can run the robo vacuum and it won't eat your toys. This doesn't always happen. Sometimes the uh, vacuum has to be turned off because pff, bedtime chaos. We don't have that totally under control, but that's the idea. That's the concept. That's the game plan. Um, it's not executed 100% of the time, but it does make life easier that this is the flow of things. They have one thing, one, one basket in their closet for toys that stay out with them all the time. They have a place to corral their toys in the living room. And then here's what the toy library is, is in our pantry, which we have a locking door on, um, <laughs> which I know most people don't, but we added it because we were putting our toys in there and we wanted them to be locked. Um, but they have all of their multi-piece toys are all put in different boxes. So they have a box of dinosaurs. They have a big tote of uh, Hot Wheels. They have their Lincoln Logs, their wooden blocks, all their puzzles, all their board games, um, all of those types of toys, their magnet collections. Those all stay in the pantry in their individual little like shoebox totes or original boxes, whatever's easier to stack them with. It's not perfect and beautiful and aesthetic, um, not by any means at all, but it's out of sight, out of mind. They have to ask for the toys. They cannot get out every single toy while I'm down sick, not supervising them. Because if I have a sick day and I can't keep an eye on my kids 100% of the time, if I don't have the energy to tell them no, stop, put that away, if I don't have the energy to get down on the floor and help them clean up after themselves, then they will get out every single toy and it will be absolute chaos. And I will have thousands upon thousands of tiny pieces to sort and put away again after being sick. Because we all know we come back from being sick like a day too early and it's like you get winded easily. That's how you end up sick again, right? Because you came back too early and you did too much. That toy library has probably saved my sanity more than anything else that I've ever done. Um, so limiting the access to what they they can get to limits the mess that they can make while I am taking the time to cure myself, okay? 
So those are the two biggest things, a bit of decluttering and the toy library. Those have really, really helped. And then the third thing is kind of having a rhythm of how I keep things clean so that nothing gets totally left behind. And I do have a weekly rhythm that I try to follow. It's not 100%. But again, it's like Mondays, I tend to try to focus on my kitchen, cleaning out the fridge, wiping down the bottom of the cabinets, um, doing all the extra stuff. But I like to make sure that my kitchen gets reset on Mondays. And then on Tuesdays, I like to do the bathrooms. This is when I'll scrub toilets and wipe down all the counters and sanitize the light switches. Um, And these are just like 15 minute things per week that I do, except then we get to Wednesday's a day off. It's a day to catch up. It's a day that I'm usually out of the house running errands. Thursday is when I usually do my laundry and I will do a mountain of laundry. I tend to wash a load of laundry almost every day, but Thursday is when I am committed to folding it all and putting it away so that it's not a mountain in my living room anymore. But guess what? If I'm sick on a Thursday, that mountain is all clean laundry that my family can pick through. And I'm okay with that. If I'm sick and I can't fold it all, I will at the bare minimum sort it so that everybody's laundry is like separated. And you know, like here's your laundry that you can dig through. If you are a capable bodied person who can fold your own laundry, this is your time to fold it because I am not capable of that right now. Um, and I know plenty of people who don't fold their kids laundry anymore. They just shove it all in the cap in the drawers because that's how your kids are going to uh, do it anyway. (laughs) So you do you, whatever works for you. Um, but those are the three things that have really, really helped. Oh, and then Friday is floors. That's when I am committed to making sure I vacuum and run like a easy mop across the kitchen. If I have to, I like to steam mop the kitchen on Friday, but it doesn't always happen. Sometimes it's just a quick spot mop because I'm behind on other things or I have other stuff going on or, you know, something non-house related that I am tending my time to. But keeping that kind of a rhythm, making sure that like the big stuff gets hit at least once a week on a regular basis means that I'm not going to be more than a week behind if I get sick. Um, And it just, it gives you more wiggle room. It gives you more space to let these things in life happen that are going to happen. And then you don't have to feel guilty about it. And you don't have to feel like you're going to get behind by repairing your body, you know? Uh, Anyways, that's it today, my friend. Take care of yourself. Take a sick day if you need a sick day. It's okay. You're allowed to be sick. You're allowed to have feelings. You're allowed to set down what you've been carrying. Hey, gorgeous. I gotta let you know that right now I am running a 50% off sale on all of the Everyday Joy Planners. Okay, the Everyday Joy Planner as you know it, is retiring and I am clearing out my inventory. It is all 50% off, which puts basically everything is at cost plus shipping. Um, And I'm including free shipping, like shipping's included in the price when you buy these off of Etsy. So mentabloom.etsy.com, it will be linked in your description below. Um, And go check them out. I have a handful of designs. There's weekly planners, there's daily planners, there's the one day tearaway planner, there are spiral planners. And they're all 50% off until gone. Price points are $5, $10, and $15. Um, Super cheap, super affordable. These are the 90-day planners and six-month weekly planners. So check those out. Um, Again, that's mentabloom.etsy.com. And they are on sale until gone. This is clearance, clear out. They will be disappearing. The Everyday Joy Planner, as you know it, um, is no longer in print. So get these while I got them.